Welcome to OK-ish, a podcast all about mental health in the modern world. I'm Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to strip away misunderstandings about therapy and share exactly what I do in an honest way. Don't worry, you won't hear inspirational quotes or be told to spend more time doing self-care. I'm here to get to the real stuff using my own experiences as a therapist and as a really messy human being. Come and laugh at yourself with me as you learn not how to become great, but how to become okay-ish. Hello, happy okay-ish Wednesday. I'm going to dive right in today. A lot of people have been asking me to talk about children, adolescents, and teens. So... I'm going to do that today. And for those of you listening who don't have kids, I promise there are things I'm going to talk about that you'll definitely be able to relate to. I mean, just as I was preparing for this episode, there were things that I was like, oh, that's me. And I'm definitely not a child anymore, even though I'd like to pretend sometimes. (laughs) And also before we jump in, I'm going to share a broad overview. This is by no means specific to your own child. Everyone is different. Please go talk to a professional. You know, all that disclaimer stuff that I am always sharing. (laughs) So let's get right into it. So as I mentioned... Lots of people have been asking me to talk about kids, which honestly does not surprise me at all. Because like, let's think about it. Kids did not go to school with a regular schedule for over a year. Some kids are vaccinated, some aren't, but they're wearing masks wherever they go, even if the adults don't have to be wearing masks. They haven't been able to play regular sports or any other type of activities. They haven't been able to see their friends as much or have as much of an opportunity to make new friends. Not to mention that now that they have social media and phones and all the crazy technology and how connected kids are, literally just making this list is making me exhausted. Oh my goodness. Of course people are saying, hey, why don't you talk about kids on the podcast? As we can tell, being a kid is hard. Being a kid when it's not 2021 is hard, but then being a kid in 2021 is even harder. And then, you know, let's just throw in a pandemic on top of that. (laughs) It's kind of a lot to deal with. So before I go on, I want to say there's nothing wrong with your kid. Even if you think your kid needs some extra help and support and therapy, which let's face it, most children and adolescents could use these days, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with them. Us adults have had trouble navigating the pandemic, navigating working from home, navigating relationships changing, the fears that the pandemic brings, the news we are inundated with, right? So us adults have trouble handling that and we have adult brains and we also have wine right like we have more coping skills and we have people to talk to about it and again fully formed brains kids are seeing all this stuff they're getting all this stuff but they're not even fully developed yet they haven't learned the coping skills that we've learned they haven't had the life experiences that we've had their brains are not even fully formed and they're dealing with similar stuff that we are when I was thinking about talking about kids I was thinking about how much I admire kids and I want to share some of the reasons that I really admire kids these days. I have some great examples. And then after I share these examples, I'm going to share two of the many, many, many unique challenges that kids are facing these days and how us adults can help with that. Let me first talk about some kids that I admire. Because again, going through preparing for this and thinking about this, I just kept thinking of more and more stories about how much I admire kids. The first story I want to share about kids that I admire are my nephews. 
So obviously I'm biased because my nephews are awesome. They are eight and 10. So they were seven and nine when the pandemic began. And both of their parents work full-time, pretty intense jobs. So my parents, my nephew's grandparents, are retired. My parents were with my nephews, I think, every day for a year and a half. I think for a while, my parents were my nephew's only friends, and my nephews were my parents' only friends. Because they were the only people in each other's bubbles, right? And that each other could see. And I'll be honest, it was so cute to watch. My nephews and my parents were like their own little gang, right? They had like inside jokes and these like games they would play. It was adorable. But to be 8 and 10 and have your only social interaction be your grandparents who are in their 70s, and on top of that, to my nephews and have your only social interaction be with my parents specifically, no offense, mom and dad, but I could certainly not spend that much time with you. Like, that's hard. And let me tell you something. Not once did they complain. Not once did they say, oh, I know it's COVID, but like, let's just see our friends anyways. Not once. They just did it and they made it the best of it. And I honestly can't say that if I were in their shoes, I would be doing that without complaining. I honestly can say I for sure would a thousand percent be complaining. And they just did it. And they just were good, right? I admire that so much. So much. Another example of a kid I admire is um, a teenager that I know. So I don't know if you know this, but teenagers' primary form of communication is Snapchat. Like, if teens become friends with each other, they won't ask for each other's phone numbers. They'll ask for each other's Snapchat names and talk via that app. I don't really get it. Ask a teenager. Don't ask me. But I know this teenager that recognized that throughout the past year and a half that Snapchat has not been good for her. For example, she'd be home alone and see friends of hers on Snapchat hanging out without her, and that would make her feel bad. So this teenager said to me, I have to limit my time on Snapchat because it's making me feel bad. Like, I can't even fathom being that mature at that age. (laughs) I mean, I already know that I literally would not have survived high school with Snapchat. I had enough angst and drama without the technology and social media. But like, she realized it was bad for her. She put up her own boundaries and restraints around her Snapchat use. Like, holy cow. And then the last kid that I want to brag about that I really admire is 10 years old. And she loves to play pretend, which, by the way, is completely age appropriate and developmentally healthy for that age to play pretend. But she's in school with a bunch of kids who play video games and are on TikTok, right? And so she told me that because of this, she doesn't want to tell the other kids that she plays pretend still, but that it's not stopping her from playing pretend. It's not stopping her from doing the things she likes to do. She's just gonna kind of keep that part of her like at home. Holy cow. Like literally any of us listening to this, could we be like, yeah, we were were that mature and that self-aware at their age? Like probably not. And it makes me feel a little bit bad because I think part of it is kids have had to mature and they've had to become self-aware and they've had to work on these things, which is a little bit sad, but it's also really cool to see. And it's definitely something us adults can learn from, right? That kids are awesome and resilient and mature and quite frankly, a heck of a lot more able to adapt than us adults are. So let me talk to you about two of some of the biggest problems I see with kids today. And again, there are many, there are many, many problems. I am just talking for the purposes of this podcast episode about two today and what we can do about it. So the first big problem that I want to talk about today 
is modeling. So I know an 11-year-old girl. She went to her teacher and said, please refer to me in they, them pronouns. And the teacher said, okay, and then made a phone call to the parents to talk about it. When the teacher called the parents, it was the first time their parents had ever heard of their daughter saying this. So the parents sat the girl down and said all the right things. You know, they said, we love you. We support you no matter what. Can you talk to us about this decision? Like explain to us how you're feeling and you know, what made you decide to want to go by they, them pronouns? Guess what? This girl had no idea what they, them pronouns meant. She didn't understand it at all. She heard it somewhere. She thought it was cool and she modeled it. Modeling is a serious issue. It's why I cringe every time a suicide is publicized because kids model suicides. On that note, a few years ago, there was a popular TV show on, I think, Netflix called 13 Reasons Why about a teenager who who committed suicide and, and the 13 Reasons Why. And there was like a big hoopla about like, is this good because we're educating people about suicide or is it bad because it's giving people ideas? Well, the answer is it's bad. Like modeling is a big, big thing. I don't have the statistics off the top of my head, but like the, the week after Marilyn Monroe died, the rates of suicide were like up 40%, right? So it's not just kids, but kids are more susceptible to it. So modeling is really scary. I cringe when I see kids self-harming because their friends are doing it and they want to do it together. And right now, not only do we have like our friends to model after, but guess what? We have the whole world because of the internet, right? We have social media and the internet at kids' fingertips. And kids are susceptible to any type of modeling. We have to talk to our kids about this. And I want to note that modeling isn't the same as trying to be cool or trying to like fit in with the crowd. Modeling goes a little bit deeper than that, right? We can be modeling without even realizing it. It's not as conscious as like, I'm going to try to be cool. Often when kids are modeling, they don't know they're modeling or know what they're doing or why. And that is why it is vital we talk to our kids about it. It is vital that we talk to kids about how what you see on the internet is not true. I know that seems simple and everyone is probably rolling their eyes and being like, yeah, duh, I've talked to my kids about that. But so often we preach these things to kids and they aren't actually hearing us or understanding us or understanding how it relates to them. Both my parents were teachers and one of my dad's favorite things to say to my sister, brother, and I as we were growing up was good kids make bad mistakes. And the reason he would say that is because sometimes they would come home with a a tragic story or a sad story or a kid got arrested or, you know, something like that. And, you know, us being kids would be like, yeah, that's not us. That's not us. That's not us. Like, it doesn't count. That's not us. And so he would say, "Mm mm-mm, it could be you because good kids make bad mistakes. So if we can teach kids how they can relate to these stories, even when it doesn't feel like they can relate, that's going to be important. And one way to do that is ask them questions. Understand what they're thinking. We don't know how much or how little our kids understand, right? So like asking them and understanding where they're at and what they're thinking and then explain what these things are so that they can relate to it and they can understand. So modeling is the first really, really big problem I see. The second big problem I see, and you guys probably aren't going to want to hear it, but I'm going to say it anyways, is that parents, teachers, adults are quick to diagnose kids, but at the same time afraid to diagnose kids, right? Now, maybe a diagnosis is necessary, right? Maybe there's something going on with your child and your child needs extra educational support or mental health support or whatever it may be. 
But also having your child receive some counseling or talking to someone or seeing that your child is struggling with some anxiety or some depression does not mean that there's anything wrong with them. It means that they're a child in 2021 and that, quite frankly, sucks. And so us adults have all these um, emotions related to diagnosing or not diagnosing or therapy or not therapy, like all of these things. Us adults all have these emotions related to it that kids just don't have. Perfect example happened to me literally 30 minutes ago. So I was talking to a friend and her daughter was recently diagnosed with ADHD. The doctor gave the daughter, you know, like a little kid's book on ADHD to like kind of explain ADHD to the kid. And there was like an adult book too that the parents were given, but the child got a kid's book. And the child decided to bring that kid's book to school. And the mom who I'm friends with is like, ooh, is that bad? And I said, why would that be bad? And she was like, well, what if kids judge her and da 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 Of course, we always worry about our kids being judged, our kids being bullied. We always worry about things. But I said to my friend, I go, that's a you problem, not a her problem. She's probably excited. She's probably like, look, I'm not weird. Like, I know what's going on with me. And like, my doctor's helping me figure it out and fix it. That's something to be excited about, right? <laughs> so if you're holding back on getting help or support for your kids... Honestly, recognize if it's a you problem or a them problem. (laughs) Are we fearful and nervous? Of course, they're our kids. We're going to be fearful and nervous their whole lives, right? And again, every situation is different, but so often I either see adults avoiding this or quick to tell kids what's wrong with them. And so often it's somewhere in the middle. We don't want to avoid the problems. We also don't want to be quick to diagnose or put a label on or anything like that. Sometimes we just need to say, guess what? Being a kid in 2021 is difficult. And you know what else? Remember all those stories I just told about how I admire kids? We can also ask the kid what's going on. Even little kids know a lot more than we give them credit for, (laughs) right? And so we can ask whether it's a younger child, whether it's an adolescent, whether it's a teenager, oftentimes we can ask them what's going on. And they can probably tell you whether or not they want to or need to talk to someone. And you know what? That's just one other thing that makes kids pretty okay-ish. Disclaimer. This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.